Voila. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Awesome. I recording. Take it away, boss. Oh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Who am I? Okay. Uh, my name is Gemma Root, and I coach and own and train at CrossFit Trailblazer in Christchurch, New Zealand. Um, and I've been doing CrossFit for, it will be my eighth year now, I think. Yeah, yeah eight years now. A long time. A long yeah. time. Yeah. Closing down on double figures. Yeah, I know. Scary. Really scary. What, what um what what initially like gave you the push to to sort of walk through the shutters and um to go to a CrossFit gym, you know what I mean? Um actually I was studying my de- postgraduate degree in art at the same time because that's my background. I did a degree in fine art. So like Painting and sculptures, just to put it like really basic. Um, and I was doing my postgraduate, and my partner at the time was um, training in an, a non-affiliated gym. Later became affiliated, but he was training there, and he's like, "You got to come, you got to come and do this. Like it's fun." I'm like, "No, no, no, no. I'm studying. I'll just wait for my exhibitions to um, finish because, like, mm. I'm one of those people that throw everything into." more so one thing than multiple things. And yeah. so I was pretty dedicated to that at the time. And then pretty much once those exhibitions finished and my assessments finished, I just started and then I just haven't stopped since. So that was like at the end of 2014. I think that's right. Nice. So long wow. ago. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. 14. What was I doing? I can't remember. I can't remember what I was doing this morning. So um, <laughs> what, what what did you do before it? Were you uh, you uh, a sports sports lady before it or did we just sort of no, dicking around and not doing oh, the sports I like when I was five to fifteen I played soccer. So I played soccer as in football. Football. Football, yeah. sorry, football, sorry, not wrong terminology. <laughs> um I was playing football because my family are English and they're all football orientated. So like all seven of us kids have played football once in our oh. life. Um oh. And I loved it. I did actually pretty good. I represented the country and whatnot. I travelled overseas, so I was quite good at it. And then I became oh. 15, and I was like, I'm way too cool for this. And then oh. um, I was not cool at all for it at all. Like, I should have stayed with it. Totally regret that decision. But um, just was in high school, fell out of it, got it, just got into that whole partying scene. And yeah. then from there, I hadn't done any sport until I was – 28 and that's in 2014 when I started so I hadn't done anything just been going through my 20s partying just traveling and doing all that kind of jazz so I was pretty green when I started damn that's 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 a fair fair bit out of uh of sport and the whole training scene yeah yeah and you jump into the deep end and start doing fitness for time yeah yeah and then Adult I just team. like Everybody else just fell in love with it and just became yeah. addicted to it. And then after that, after 2000, the end of 2014, that gym became affiliated. And, you know, as friends tended to go to different gyms because they wanted to do different things. And I was always like an endurance fitness athlete more than a strength athlete. And I needed to get strong because I fell into like that competitive environment um, so I followed friends and going to a different gym called CrossFit East Tamaki. And that's pretty much from 2015 where I was all the way up until I came down to Christchurch. And that's where everything kind of started for me. Falling into the gym at the right gym at the right time. 
the right time. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how that happens, eh? Like, kind of stars align and you kind of, you, I don't know, you, like you said, join the right gym at the right time and, and, and the rest is history. Yeah, I mean, uh, 2015, I started at East and um, there were a couple of individuals that had qualified for regionals. So my coach at the time, still is now, um, Callum Gifford from Renegade Performance, um, he qualified for regionals. Um, they'd had also Megan uh, Gifford, previously Signal, her, his wife. Um, she was like a really high-level up-and-coming CrossFit athlete, but just had got injured. And right. then um, it was my first CrossFit Open, and East Tamaki were pretty competitive. Mm. And then they were like, let's put together a team, see if we can get in. So it was myself. And obviously, like five other people, because it was six people in a team at the time. And yeah, yeah. Um, so that year, my first year of being competitive, we went to the Pacific Regional and came 34th. Wait, wait. Yeah, so, nailed it. Wait, so <laughs> you've been doing CrossFit how long? I think seven, uh, seven years. This will be my eighth year. I mean, no, at the time of going to regionals. How long have you been doing CrossFit? Oh, 2000. Okay, okay, I'm going to get this right. See, this is why it's been a very long time and I'm very bad with maths. So it would have been at the end of 2013 that, or the beginning of 2014 that I started at yeah. CrossFit East Tamaki. Yeah. 2014 was my first regional in a team with CrossFit East Tamaki. And then it went on. That makes more sense. Oh. So, <laughs> so it took you what, like? six months and you're already at the uh, yeah, regionals but, in a team but remember my team were, we came 34th i couldn't muscle up then i couldn't do strict 10 10 push-ups we had to do muscle ups we had to do strict 10 10 push-ups i couldn't do I mean, any of that like i could barely snatch 50 odd kgs Ugh, it was it was terrible in fact i don't, don't even think i could snatch 50 kgs back then so the standards were very different maybe yeah but i mean still Still getting there, you know what I mean? Is yeah. Like, what? What was it? Was it more like a cat in headlights? And you were just like, "Holy fuck, what am I doing in here?" Or were you like, "All right, let's go back and let's train for this." That first year was just like, "Holy fuck, what's going on?" Like, and also because <laughs> yeah. like I wasn't very confident in myself and my skills and my abilities, that I was mm. just like, uh, "I don't know what I'm doing." And it was my second competition I had done like a postal online competition before that but other than that that was like my first proper competition so I was totally out of my depth um totally overwhelmed but we had like the people in our team were really good uh leaders for our team so we had Zach Nothleen who owns CrossFit East Tamaki and later went on to came stayed on with the with our team then we had a guy called Aiden Chimley, um, who had been competing for quite some time. So, and then uh, two girls, Kaz and Brooke, and a guy called Adam. So, there was a little bit of experience in there anyway. So it allowed me to feel a bit more comfortable uh, to actually try and do some damage while we were in yeah. regions. Didn't do much. Oh. It's okay. So, <laughs> how many times have you have you been to regionals then? Um, I've been to regionals in a team three times and I've yeah. been to regionals as an individual five times Damn. so oh, what, which two one times, two times sorry <laughs> two times yeah because it's two and because it's five in total oh wow so Funny like enough, what like, sure that's right. what do you uh prefer the team or, or oh, Indy? team team yeah but I've had like 
my experiences with the team have been I've been quite lucky um, yeah. because after like 2014 that team we were like oh okay that was a bit shit um, but like that year they had changed the um, qualification process to be top five of individuals and top five of teams qualified for the CrossFit Games mm. and then at the end of that year, uh, Cullum, who went as an individual, um, was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to do individual, but because this new qualification process came out and Megan had recovered and we had kind of gained a couple of other people in the gym that were really good, we were like, mm. why don't we just do this competition called the Australian um, Affiliate, which was in Brisbane at the end of 2014. We're like, we'll do that competition as, as a team and we'll see how we go. Um, we managed to come second to CrossFit Active then, who had like Chad McKay, Alethea Boone, um, yeah. Harriet. So like we were pretty stacked. So we were pretty stoked to actually um, come in that position. And so we're like, okay, with this new qualification process, why don't we just give this team, which we called at the time, uh, Zach's Pack. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. After that, I think it's Hacks Pack or whatever it was like back in the day. Um and um, we decided to put this team and we're like, yeah, we'll try for regionals next year and see how we go. Um, we didn't really have a lot of belief in ourselves, like to mm. really do damage, but we're just like, okay, this competition went really well for us against a good stacked team. Let's see how we go. And we were all just really close friends by then anyway. So it was like a group of friends that got together and at that time they didn't have like superstar teams. So it was all like the affiliate cup too. So Everybody mm. was born and bred from CrossFit East Tamaki, basically. So that was pretty cool. Mm. Um, and then 2015 was our first year that we went as Zach's Pack to regionals. And we're like, yeah, okay, cool, we'll qualify. Um, worked really hard. Everybody was super focused and determined to get a spot. So very different mindset as to the year beforehand. Um, mm. And we just gelled really well. Um, and that comes down to like spending heaps of time with one another, like weekends full of trainings, hanging out, eating, going out, just spending time with one another. And like we'd do our own individual trainings like Monday to Friday, but like weekends would just be dedicated to the team. Um, and then from there we qualified, we came second at regionals, which was pretty mean. So that was like our first qualifications for the games, which was pretty huge, pretty huge for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty huge for us. I think we're the second team. Maybe the first. I'm mean, no, the first team from New Zealand that's qualified ever qualified for the games. Um, um, so that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so then we qualified for the games, and training for the games is so different to training for regionals because they're both very different competitions in themselves. Regionals mm -hmm. is like high skill level sprint kind of fast work, where like a lot. From my experience of being at the games, there's a lot of grip work and grind work. Um, but made it to the games, and then basically it was like 2014 all over again as a team, like totally overwhelmed, not knowing yeah. what we were doing. Um, we were basically competing injured too. We had like a hamstring tear. Um, what else we did? We had like something was wrong with someone's lower back. Um, like everybody was just hammered from day one. Um, but it also came down to like 
some programming that we did. So like, I think we found out we had to do a mile run for time mm. um, on one of the days. And bear in mind, this is like back in the day when it was in LA. So like the temperature was out the gate too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we had to do a mile run and then Cullum had us like two days before like doing like mile run times and like sprint for time, like running like for sprint, like sprinting and whatnot to train for it. And we're like, oh, that's so, like when you look back in the, uh, you look back at it and you're like, that's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was a, it was a hard experience at the games. Like it was cool, but we were not competing. We were participating. We were um, participating to stay alive, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, that was a really rough year. We came back quite um, disappointed in ourselves mm. because we didn't get to compete at the level that we believed ourselves to be at. Um, and then so we were like, we had a couple months off because like training for the games when you're like at the in January, it's the Open and it, you roll right into regionals and you roll right into game the games training. It's like seven to eight months of like real intense training. That's all you think about. That's all you do. That's all you work towards. So you, you know, miss out on birthdays. You miss out on all the social functions. You miss out on family. Family get mad with you. Partner yeah. mad with you. Like it's just, it's, it's, but you're solely focused on that thing which is a great and I guess as an athlete you do need to be selfish but um yeah so that we took a couple months off and then we're like nah fuck that <laughs> my language and we were just like nah <laughs> that's not how we could that's not how we want to go out that's not how yeah. we want our experience of the games to be so at the end of 2015 we we're like nah we're going to come together we're going to do this properly and do it better than what we did last year and um we put our heads down as the Open started in 2016, put our heads down, did really good work, really good grind work, and we were like super focused on winning regionals that year because we were like, no, we want to make a statement, mm. and um, which is real cool because we followed through with it and like went to regionals and basically dominated, came first, uh. which was pretty cool at the Pacific Regional. So that was really cool. Same team. We only had one guy that was um, uh, different because – old guy who Zach's pack consisted of Zach Nothling, uh, Callum Gifford, myself, um, um, Megan Signal, Nicola Hanna. And 2015, it was Richard Iodine. And 2016, it was um, Michael Rankin. So we just like had to swap out a guy. But Michael had been like in CrossFit for like five years anyway. Mm. So he was pretty good. Um, jumped into the team, fit in really, really well. We bonded and gelled really well as friends. And then, yeah, went to regionals and came first and really dominated, which was awesome. It was good for our confidence. And mm. then went to the games. And you know what? We got better, but so did everybody else. Everybody yeah, yeah. else got so much better too. So I think we actually, the first year we came, I think like 33, 33rd, and then we came 29th the year after. So it's just like, it was, it was just hard. It was hard. But it gives mm. you like that perspective of how incredible, like 
those teams are and those athletes are and whatnot. Because um, we were like, yeah, 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 we're good. We can, we can be competitive and whatnot. And we were to a degree. Funny enough, our best event was a swim event, which was like we had one person, Megan, who like was terrified of open water, literally terrified of it. And that was our best event finish, which is like 15th, I think. Funny. Oh. Um, but yeah, that was an amazing experience, like hard, because we had higher expectations for ourselves. But um, it was cool. It was amazing. And the journey itself with all those people, like they're my best friends. They're my life friends now. It was incredible. Mm. Um, I love team. I love team. The years after I did individuals, and that's a, that, that was a whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot more... It's a lot more psychological, right? You become like so introverted, like um, you just got to be that weird person sat in a corner just doing your own thing. And in a team, like everyone just pulls you through it. Yeah. Um, do you think? Do you think playing football like helped your team? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. How I work as an athlete is I prefer to be accountable to other people, and I think I learned that while in team, as opposed to being accountable to myself. Um, and I just love working harder for other people rather than for mm. myself. So team, I just, and because the people that I did it with, like I said, like they're my best friends. So it was just like training with a family constantly. It was like a real strong support system that we had built too. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that football gave me that, um, like that, workmanship in a team as opposed to being by an individual yeah yeah for sure for sure mm. like there's uh like everyone everyone has the ability to push themselves to like a disgusting level on their own mm. but like it's something different lining up with your boys and girls next to you and just be like i'm actually willing to die for these people 100 yeah. like, crazy as it sounds it's so it's so true yeah it's fucked up <laughs> It's fucked up, but at the same time, like, you know, it's our thing. Like, yeah. I don't know, lining up and you probably would go and get some chalk if it was just you, you know? You'd be like, ah, you know, I'm just not fit enough. But if yeah. it's someone else, like, you would you would put yourself in that grave. Yeah, 100%, 100%. It's just, it's just so different. It's really rewarding, I think, too, yeah. as well. Um, but, like, I've done individual stuff and I've done – well, and then I've done very, very badly at individual stuff. So I constantly think about my individual um, experiences and they, I believe, have made quite an impact on me as like in choosing team and choosing as individual athlete. So, um, oh, shit, my computer's dying. I must charge it. Um, so, <laughs> so I did individual. So after 2016 at the Games, I was like, oh, okay. Um, see, look at all our cat towers. Isn't that crazy? I love it. And then there's the cat up the top there. And then there's the Groot that someone gave me for a year um, because that was like my nickname for a year as an individual. Funny, eh? Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so at the end of 2000 and where am I, 16, or mm. after the games, we were like, oh, okay, there's individual um, – goals that we that we all had and wanted to achieve um I wanted to try individuals as an individual as an I want to try regionals as an individual and so did Megan 
and um, Cullum was a bit broken at the time and also wanted to do individuals, but he, regionals, but he's just a bit broken, bit older man, been doing a lot of fitness, a lot of sport his entire life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we kind of just decided that, okay, that will be the end of our Zach's Pack kind of games journey, mm. which was quite sad at the time because like you just like, I could continuously have gone back every single year and just been like, yeah, nah, let's do this team, let's do this team because I love those people so much. Yeah. Um, but then um, then we went, then it was like, nah, let's try doing some individual stuff. And at the beginning of 2016, 17, I like went through a big personal thing, mm-hmm. a big personal thing where I broke up with my partner um, of quite some time. So I'd been together with him for like 14 years and we just split. Shit. It was mutual. It was fine. It was okay. Um, mm-hmm. But that happened. But it kind of messed with me and my head a bit. And yep. um, I – just subconsciously took CrossFit as a way of just kind of dealing with it and managing Mm -hmm. it. And it was actually like really a really good outlet for me because I didn't actually one give a shit about CrossFit at all. I just did it for the sake of doing it. (laughs) But um, it was a great outlet. I just grew so much as an athlete, weird enough, because I one just didn't think about what I did. I just put my head down and did the work. Didn't care Mm -hmm. if I wasn't skilled enough because I've never been a high before that I was never like a high school athlete all the other girls on my team was had higher skills than me but my skills grew quite dramatically over that time and then um I just put my head down and did the work and then qualified for regionals that year which was pretty cool um as an individual myself and Megan did and that regionals I just went there with no expectations and that whole talk and talk about not like focusing on the process and not focusing on the outcome is so so true like it really really is true and it was true for me that year and I just didn't have any expectations of myself I just put my head down did the work didn't really have a whole lot of belief in myself because I didn't really care much about CrossFit I was just like I'm doing this for the sake of just keeping myself busy to a degree Mm. Because obviously, like, training for regionals is, like, full-on in itself. Like, we were training two or three hours at night because um, yeah. I'd work a full-time job as an event manager before that. So, and then weekends would be consisted of, like, Saturday and Sunday regional training, too, at the same time. So, like, my life revolved around CrossFit without me actually caring a lot about it. Weird. <laughs> well, it's your meditation, right? Like that. Yeah. It sounds really like masochist, but the the sort of pain that you inflict on yourself during a workout or during whatever physically is like it's in a way meditative. Yeah. It like calms you down and it takes you away from whatever you're focusing on mentally, and now you have to focus on whatever you have to do physically. Yeah, or you can just zone out and go into that zone where you don't even know exactly where you are. You're just, like, doing work in mind, like, that mindless moving concept, right? Um, So it was super helpful. And then went to regionals and did really well that year. I came ninth at regionals as an individual, which is pretty cool, in the Pacific region. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm gapping it. And I went to Australia for just a few months. My brother works out at – works at a resort up the coast on Perth, legit in the desert. And I went there and I was like, I'm spending time here um, because I just needed to get away. 
And so I went from this really regime, like full on training months of it um, to like a gym where I had to create a squat rack out of like, um, what did I do? Like rubbish buckets and stuff because I had no squat rack and it was all those iron plates. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. And, like, I went there and it's, like, everybody that works there is basically, like, a tourist person anyway or someone that's traveling. So the culture of it is just basically, like, you just get on the piss every single night because mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do, literally nothing to do. Um, but that wasn't in my nature and I don't think I was ready to move on from it. So, like, trying to feel my way over in a space there when I was still, like, an athlete and trying to move on from this relationship that had passed was just like pretty surreal. Um, So that was like my 2017 experience of CrossFit to a degree. Like I didn't care about it, but I did really, really well. And I was super proud of my effort that I actually put into it because I I did work hard. I just kind of didn't really care about what I did. Um, That's a really, sorry, go on. No, 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 you go, you go. Um, I was just going to say that's a really strong example of like focusing on the process, like you said, instead of the outcome. And like, if you focus on like putting one foot in front of the other, like you, wherever you're going to go to, that will eventually, you'll eventually get there. Yeah. But like, instead of like looking around and saying, oh, I want to go there, I want to be there, whatever, blah, 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 and not actually moving anywhere, you're not getting work done. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. focus on one foot in front of the other. And then, you yeah. know, a year down the line, you're going to turn around, you're not going to know where you are. You're going to be like, holy shit. Like, I yeah. Moved. Bar. Yeah. And you go ninth at regionals simply because you walk, you came in and like you said, mindless movement. I'm just gonna move for two, three hours, and then tomorrow I'll do the same thing. But today I'm just gonna, you know, I've got a handstand push-up workout. Yeah. And then you've got to do some GHD or whatever, like just yeah. on the process. It was cool. I distinctively remember one work, the only workout that I was like nervous is because I was so dumb. I had made it into like the second to to, second to um, top heat, like not even the top heat. And I was in the second to top top heat. And um, I was just like, fuck, fuck. I'm not need to be here. This is too high. Like this is too high. All these athletes and whatnot, like so stupid. And because of that, that workout, like I remember because I did it all wrong. It was like like an overhead lunge into like double unders into like wall balls into like more double unders into like wall balls again. Oh, sorry, du- uh, overhead lunge again. So like totally didn't, went out of the gates, went against my plan, was nervous about everybody else around me. So, and I remember it because I was like, that's the only workout that I worried about. The rest of it, I was just like, I know I have to do just my thing and that's, that's it. And I couldn't be disappointed with anything because, like, I was just went out and just did what I did. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember that one workout because it just grinds on me because I'm just, like, Ugh, worried about being in the second top heat. What a loser, eh? Not even, like, in the top heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, my letter. The things we worry about. Just yeah, silly, yeah. silly. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that was like my 2017 experience as an individual and um, at regionals. That was my first experience. And like, obviously, like I enjoyed it because I didn't really like care about it. So I did really well. Um, then left. Then when I left for Australia, I 
in after Australia, I ended up going down to Queensland and was working in Queensland for a bit, and then came up to Christchurch because my old company that I used to work for, the event company, had a branch here. So that's how I ended up here in Christchurch um, and then just had known Kip from CrossFit Trailblazer and then I would always come down and train and whatnot, who eventually mm. became my partner. Mm. And um, then in, once I kind of settled myself in Christchurch, well, I kind of did. I went back and forth from Auckland to Christchurch often. But once I'd settled myself in Christchurch in 2018, I was like, okay, and I set myself this challenge of being in the open, competing in the open, in this new space where I'm not surrounded by the people that I'm used to being around. I don't have my coach here at all or anything like that. Like this is new. I've just got to do the work by myself. Um, and so I set myself the challenge to try and get as high as I could in the open because I was like, oh, I'll just try this and see. Um, and so... Uh, I put my head down. I did a lot of work, a lot of work. Um, I still was following Renegade Performance at the same at the at the same time. So that's Callum Gifford's program, and have done. <laughs> and then I met a couple of really lovely people along the way: Stacey Lisa Tonga and David Wigan, who are really good athletes down here in Christchurch. And um, they helped me through it. But I made it my goal to get as high as I could in the Open, and was succeeded that year in getting New Zealand fittest, which was pretty cool. Um, um, so I got that in 2018, um, and then I was like, okay, me, I'm going to go to regionals because I obviously qualified, um, and I'm going to try and do my very best to qualify for the top five, um, mm. and I had that, like, just, I was just focused on that and becoming top five, so, like, my, you could imagine the outcome or the experience I had at regionals was very much outcome-based. Mm -hmm. As opposed to year was very much more of process and experience based. Mm -hmm. And I had a completely different experience at regionals. I like went there and I had some, I've got some old tendonitis in my elbows. And the way that I was rowing at the time was um, like I would row super, super high, upper back, pulls on my like um, uh, biceps and my forearms. So tightened my, so my tendonitis tightened up. This was in triple three of the uh, first event at regionals. So a 3K yeah. row into 300 dubs into a like three mile run. And like I just died on that rower. My Albert, my tendonitis flared up. Double unders, I could not double under. It was not a good time. And then I had to go for this run. And that's an event that would be generally quite good for me because it's more of an endurance based event. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I was expecting for myself to do well in it. And I didn't do bad. I caught up in the run because I had no choice, but mm. <laughs> made it very, very painful. And, um, but it's, yeah. And then from there, my tendonitis, I just couldn't manage it very well. And like it jacked up my forearm and my elbow, so, or my elbow so much that my shoulder just would get super tight. And then I had to bench and I was like, oh, this is not a good time. And then I had to do heavy snatches, and I that's, like, my biggest challenge. I don't like mm. to say weakness, but it's my biggest challenge is heavy snatches, especially under fatigue. And I just, like, I just crumbled quite a bit. Um, where did I come? I think I came, like, 27th or something like that that year or something. So dropped significantly 
which was the outcome, which was the result of my performance, just fine now when I look back at it. But like I was so like focused on getting on hoping to qualify for the games that it just didn't happen. And after that, I was just like didn't know how to look at it. Um, so yeah, that was my last individual experience of any competition really 2018 and I've always told myself that like I need to do an individual competition to overcome that experience because it was so Mm -hmm. shit like it it was when I look at it it was the biggest it was my biggest failure but the most important lesson that I've ever learned but I'm still trying to figure out what that lesson is. But mm. it's, it, I had gone like six years or five years without any injury, without any like real huge failure. So I'd got, I got that's a good run for me. That mm. was a good run. So mm. like um, something so it came my way to make me learn something, and I'm still trying to figure that out. But and I'm still needing to do that individual competition to be like I got to get over this fear of like failing that badly. Even though, like, I've got to stop saying it was a failure because it wasn't. Mm. Like, I still made it to regionals. I still did really well. Like, I still competed. It's just not mm. what I had in mind for me. But, mm. um, but like yeah. you said, like, it was a lesson, right? And yeah. it seemed like you competed on someone else's terms or you competed on the competition's terms rather than on your terms. Like, the year mm. before... In comparison, like you did it for the process, right? And then you yeah. did it for you. You that was that was the reason why you were there was a hundred percent for you. Mm-hmm. And then the reason why you were there the year after was not. It was like the standing on the podium, getting to the next stage. Yeah. It's like the whole thing of like, um, like for example, in a semi-final, right? The team that thinks about this is our final ends up going through. The team that thinks all right, mm. we've still got one more game to play. Mm. Maybe we'll we'll play, you know, 80%, 85%, mm. save 15, 20% for the next game. They end, mm. up getting, they end up getting beat. And it's the same yeah. thing. Like the World Cup, for example. England played their final and the semi-final. That's why they went through. Yeah, New, yeah. New Zealand didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, if they'd have got to the final, they'd have pulled something out of the bag, they would have won. Yeah. Like, you, you pretty much on it. But yeah. they didn't play their final and the semi-final, they had to. Like, so it's about yeah. sort of, you know, like, it's it's for you, right? Mm, yeah. That, that yeah. year before showed and also the year after showed. Yeah. It's a lesson. It's not a failure. You know, we we all have those those times where it kind of makes you sit back and wonder, oh, you know, I might have fucked up or failed, but yeah. I actually learned a hell of a lot from it. Yeah. I learned that I really love teams. <laughs> as well yeah. I'm like oh yeah. look the team's way cooler <laughs> I tell you funny. what I miss teams I miss I, teams man it's just so much fun and I love doing it with friends funny enough I say this and I'm doing team nationals next weekend so the wow. year after like what was it that was last year 2019 was last year so you know how they cut all regionals and all sanctional and their sanctionals came through yeah so um I wasn't going to oh well, Jamie Green basically takes our top spot for the women's open every like every single year. I would love to see her be like like someone to come up and be super, super competitive, but her level was just 
out the gate. So you're kind of like, oh, cool. Okay, now the Open is really fun and not so stressful because you're not trying to qualify in top 30 and repeating mm. workouts all the time and worrying and stressing about where you are and leaderboarding, all that crap. Because as many people say as they don't care, they care. Come that fourth oh, yeah. in the Open, people care. Like, they really, really do. And I, like, I'm exactly the same. Like, yeah, I'll do this for fun. I'll do this for fun. No, no, no. You're still going to sell your soul. You're still going to compete as hard as you possibly can. You still care about where you end up to a degree. Um, But it was nice. It was actually quite cool. Last year's Open just did it at Trailblazer Friday nights with everybody. So all had a good time. Like, usually I'll be like, nope. Saturday morning, I'll do the workout, and then I'll be by myself, and I can be in my own zone, not be distracted, and all that jazz. And oh, really? Yeah. Are you more of like a like your own space, go on your terms, or you're not? I used to. I used to because sometimes because like in most gyms, like nearly all CrossFit gyms do this Friday night lights when it comes to the open and stuff, yeah. and it's just it's not necessarily being by myself. It's you have to accommodate for other people and yeah. um, when you're in the zone of trying to give everything you've got to something, selfishly that athlete, come, or that athlete comes out and you're like, I don't want to think about what someone else is doing. I don't want to think about judging someone else. I want to think about what I need to do and I want to have everybody set this stuff up for me so all I need to do is focus on the work ahead, nothing else. So as selfish as that is, that's what you want to be in. If you want, if you're gunning for a good spot, then mm. you don't want to be. Dis- you want to eliminate all those distractions as much as possible. Mm. Um, but then, like last year, I did the open with everybody, and it was cool. Like it was mean. It was yeah. so so much fun. Probably also because it was relaxed. Because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to get a top spot in the New Zealand Open this year, which is fine. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. It was really cool. And I did the workouts once every single time. Um, at the time, I was also doing a lot of strongman training because like from regionals the year before, I did realize that I'm also like, and knew this, a weaker athlete in comparison to the others. So I was just like, I've got to just build up my strength a bit more. So I just mm. peeled back and just did strongman and weightlifting for a bit. And it was fun. That was fun. Um, so when it came to the open, I think I trained like four weeks out from it. And I was just like, oh, okay, I'll just cram it <laughs> as you do. And um, yeah. it was so much fun. It was really, really cool. And it was my um, like progress from it was great because the workouts that I wasn't as strong, what well, I, con- like, I would have seen as being like, oh, I can't lift that barbell because it's like too heavy mm. for me. I could lift it because I was stronger. So like, those kind of things, like the progress I saw in my strength through the open, which was which, which was really rewarding for me. Um, and then I ended up qualifying, I think it was seventh anyway, in the New Zealand Open. And that's considering, like, you know, people overseas, like Jamie Green, like Harry, Harriet Roberts, all our other New Zealanders. Um, so, like, I actually didn't do too bad. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But after that, we were like, okay, what do we do now? Because there's, like, there's no regionals and like sanctionals are cool, but I don't want to do individual stuff. And then Callum was like, let's put together a team for Down Under, which is like basically like the Pacific regionals um, yeah. in Hong Kong. Yeah. Exactly the same weekend, exactly the same place, run by the exactly same people, which has been awesome every single year. Love Wollongong. They do such a great job of um, running that event there. 
Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Who's in the team? And at the time, Callum was like, yeah, I'll be in the team. And pretty much when he said he was in the team, I was like, cool, I'm going to be in the team because it gives me an opportunity to be a teammate with him again, which is mm. really important to me. And then um, there was going – and then James Conyu was another person who has been like a regionals athlete multiple times. Miss out of the games by two seconds, walking over a line. So funny. Fuck. I know. By just walking over a line, he gets so much crap for it all the time. Um, and Michael McCarty, who's like a regionals athlete, individual, great athlete, and he's been around in the game for in New Zealand for years. Um, and then another girl called Rachel Palmer, who was someone from CrossFit Yosemite. And we're like, oh, okay, we'll pull this team together. And we had two trainings together, but we're all friends. Like we all know each other, the same group of people, and we're all hung out when we're together and stuff. So like we're friends at the end of the day. We had two trainings together and we went to regionals. Oh, sorry. We went to Down Under and came fourth, just missed out on third by like two points or something like that. Like Very, very little, little. So that was really cool. And this year we were hoping for it to be like, okay, we're going to go to the games again. Like that was our goal at the beginning of the year before this COVID business. Like we were like, nah, okay, let's try and gun for the games. So that was our goal this year again to go as a team, but obviously due to circumstances. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. I did uh, Down Under last year as a team. And then I think I did two other partner competitions with my best friend, Stacey Lesetanga. So I did like Torian Pro, which is a great competition over in Australia hosted in Brisbane, um, and then just did Tutoa, which is like a competition up in Rotorua, but, I, but like I haven't done any individual sanctionals yet. Well, are you open to it? I want to, uh, yes, yes. I want to because I want to do it to overcome what I went through at regionals. Yeah. But yeah, because I, I like, I will go into it with the mindset of being like, okay, I just want to have some fun. Mm. That's all. And that's yeah, what I'm like when it comes to yeah, on my turns. And that now that's what I'm like when it comes to competition. Like I'm super relaxed if I'm there, then I'm chilling out, just having a good time and laughing all the time. Like, like yeah. at the end of the day, this is just fitness, right? I it's mean, just like, adult PE. Hundred percent. I mean, like, <laughs> here, like being a yeah. sponsored athlete. This is not my life. You know? Like, this is not yeah. what I do for a living. Barely make you can like, barely make any money out of like. Competing as a CrossFitter, like like you need to unless dedicate you, your life to unless you're Fraser, unless or you're Tia. Fraser or Tia, or Tia. Yeah. you have to dedicate your life to being at the top of that game, and even yeah. then, you're very very lucky to actually make it there. It's big risk, big risk. So how were you? How were you balancing? Like what were you doing? You, you mentioned your event company. Were you? With the event company throughout the time that you were you were training for regionals and the games and yeah yeah so uh, I've been working at there for I've been working at multimedia systems for like three years before I went to Isamaki and then like event management's not easy like it's long hours so being on the floor and being an event manager you're always dictating and talking with people so it'd be like a 4 a.m. start to a like midnight finish and whatnot. But it was very obvious in work years when I was training for regionals and the games, it was very obvious that I wasn't 100% there. Like mm. I couldn't 
give the same amount of effort to my work, which is not very good, but I just couldn't because I was so passionate and driven by being in CrossFit and doing this one goal. So Mm. like my performance there, I know would slip because I'd come away from things really early and whatnot. So it was really, really hard to manage, really hard to manage. All my energy was basically going into training for the games and for regionals. I mean, you can't give two things your 100%, right? No. By very definition, it, it contradicts each, each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, were, were your bosses okay with it at the time, or were you just they kind of okay. like getting under the radar? They were okay. They knew exactly what I was doing. They, I like communicated with them with everything and stuff. Um, and they were right. It's just like not giving it the attention that it needed to, you know, like I hate doing things half ass, but being able to pay attention to detail and be present in that space. Like I just wasn't present. And I think that that in itself becomes noticeable. And you know, you that's like with everybody, you can notice when they're not necessarily there in that space with you because you don't have that underlining attention. And I don't think you can hide from that. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely hard to be able to juggle those two things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was quite uh, happy to finish it. <laughs> but to be to be fair, like I did that for 10 years. I had been an event manager for 10 years and I'd come to the time where I'm like, okay, one, this job is not necessarily going to be great for my future because like if I was to one day have a family, I like seeing people around me, they're never with their family. So they're always working, always working. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be able mm. to spend time with my kids whenever I wanted to, or like even just that nine to five, be able to dictate when I got home and leave that at home. Because also mm. when you're doing events, you've got to get things right once, right? So if I had a show on Friday night and I had people emailing me at like Thursday night at 10 o'clock, then like I'd always be on my phone at home. So it was hard to yeah. really distance yourself from it. So like for an ideal lifestyle, it just wasn't really what I had in mind for my future. So there are not like other factors that came into it, not just the fact that I was bothing over CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we all, we all do, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to some degree. Like, we, we love to hate it. We yeah, curse yeah. you out while we're there. We blame the coaches. You know, everything's shit. It fucking hurts. And then we're oh, like, I'll see you tomorrow. Totally. Totally. Sometimes right. I'm just like with some of the members and I'm just like, I love them to bits and stuff. But sometimes they mention something about the program. And I'm like, you know what? Like, all you got to do is put your head down and do the work and you're going to come back the next day. Until yeah. you're like Tia and Fraser, then you can be like, oh, yeah. Maybe the same for me, but like, yeah. you know, oh, I don't know. It's yeah, really the interesting. Same. It's really same. interesting because um, I haven't been a coach. I learned a coach basically through my experience um, and also like I don't have a background, uh, an educational background in health and science or whatnot, which I'm working on, but um, like I just learned through experience and becoming a leader at a gym and being a part of that as opposed to being a member or an athlete is very, 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 very different. Um, And that was quite a shock to me um, when I came down to Christchurch because I was always an athlete on the side. I didn't understand the running, managing of a CrossFit gym. And then when people look up to you and when they can't, Mm -hmm. when they 
when you you're responsible to a certain degree of those people it's mm-hmm. so so different like mm-hmm. so many so two completely different parts of crossfit and um like it, it they are like complete polar opposites right because of an athlete like you said everything evolves around you and your training and your recovery and your nutrition and whatever yeah. but when you're a coach like by definition you are at the bottom of the list yeah uh, everyone else has to go before you yeah 100%. and then it's like uh, how am I supposed to do that? But then also train and then also like stay sane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult. Um, the bal- it, oh, it always is a balancing act. Um, yeah, it's hard. <gasps> it's peaks and troughs, right? There's going to be times where you're going to have to reduce, say, for example, the coaching to increase the athlete and then also the other way around. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It depends. I don't know. depends what puts more fuel on your fire. Totally, totally. And I think like being a part of a gym and a leader of a gym now has definitely changed that perspective of me as to what like um, I want out of CrossFit. So like I'm kind of like I do want to compete again, but I'm shifting out of that space of being like, do I actually want to compete again or do I want to focus on helping people? So and trying to shift between like trying to put the athlete behind you a little bit is really really hard to do you might know this too like it's super super hard like and you are torn constantly you're going back and forth and back and forth and it's just like this is just like I just don't know what to do sometimes you're like nah I want to be an athlete I want to be an athlete I'm going to put myself first and then you're like you see these beautiful people that you look after and you help and you make a difference when someone like can't box jump six months ago and all of a sudden does a box jump you're like that's so cooler than like yeah. Yeah. someone doing like like multiple muscle ups or something like that. Like it's incredible. Yeah. It really, yeah. really is. Um, but then, and like know, something, something that like I believe in, but I don't know about you. So I'll, I'll give it to you. See if you see if you understand. Like leadership, right? It's it's an it's an act, not a title, right? Yeah. And like for me, everyone looks at the person in front of the whiteboard and they're like they're the leader they're the person you know like they're the messiah that we're going to follow through the dead sea or whatever but we look at them in the same way and like people don't realize when they come through the door really timid like oh no like like you said it's box jumps i'm only stepping onto a a five kilo plate at the moment like they're a fucking leader for other people in the class they're a leader for us they push us and other people in and like it's it's funny because I say this, I used to say this all the time when I was like coaching classes all the time. And I was like, I learn more from you than you learn from me. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Kip said to me when we um when I first started coaching. Yeah. Or and that and um oh, what is that? Like two people learn at the same time, or like rather than one person just learning. Like the yeah. same thing, basically. But yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. But like 15 or say for example you got a class of like 15 people right mm. they've got one source of like learning so if they yeah. if they just learn from the coach they got one source yeah but we've got 15 yeah yeah we can learn from all of them yeah so oh, true like, we're so it's, lucky <laughs> yeah it's it's really interesting but the balancing yeah. act between that and an athlete is it's hard it's hard it's yeah. really hard like yeah. i constantly like come into the gym sometimes and like New people come through. So if I'm training, then I'm like, shoot, there's someone at the door. I've got to go to the door because 
like I'm kind of the person that everybody kind of gravitates to is like yeah, yeah. Um, introducing because I'm, I'm the mama of the gym, you know, like yeah, um, yeah. it's just, it's really, really hard. And I guess also, I guess it comes down to exactly what you said, what satisfies you the most and then making the decision and keeping yourself accountable for that decision. Because um, yeah. one thing that I keep trying to think about at the moment is like, I'm not going to do CrossFit for the rest of my life. Like, I want to be helping people for the rest of my life because that's powerful. Yeah. But, like, am I going to be a CrossFit athlete when I'm, like, 65 years old? Fuck, it would be mean to be a mouse Masters athlete. Yep, but that means I'm going to miss out on so much in order to get there. And, I've, and I know what it's like to miss out on things mm. from my CrossFit Games experience. And mm. I just am not in that – personally, I'm not in that frame of mind to, be, to miss out on that at the moment. Yeah, it's just what you're willing to sacrifice, right? Like I yeah. see it as like there's like three three buckets, all right, and you can only put water in two of them. One of them's like coaching, one of them's being an athlete or training, and the other one's life. Mm. And mm. like you can only put water in two of them if you want to do that balancing act. Great, but then like you basically sacrifice life, and it's yeah. like you do. You, you can do it for a short period of time, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, I've got the utmost respect for coaches that can do it and they compete yeah. at fucking high levels and they're still an incredible, incredible coach. I'm like, yeah. fair play. Yeah, like, 100%. I don't know how they do it, man. Well, that's also energy that you're giving to somebody else that you probably need to reserve for yourself, right? Like, it's all about that energy containment and, like, trying to preserve it and trying to direct it in the right ways too as well and being smart about that. But, man, that's hard. I don't know that yet. <laughs> and then you still need at least a little bit to then come home and give it to yeah. your partner and your yeah. like immediate family and like your or home. Even and to yourself. And or yourself, giving it yeah. to yourself. Exactly. Like I always struggle with that. And I like constantly I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. So, so yeah. tired. Because I, I am always pouring from an empty cup at the moment. Yeah. And that, it's all that balancing act and trying to time manage yourself better, trying to um, like work out how you give your energy and what you give away and then how much you keep for yourself too. Because we all do love CrossFit. Like I want to keep training. I love like being fit. But at the same time as an athlete too, you're like, man, I've been way fitter before and I'm going into this competition next weekend. I'm just not where I wish <laughs> I was. And like yeah, yeah. where you wish you was is like, you know, full time checking on your nutrition, checking on your sleep, like that is your focus. It's, it's yeah. so yeah, funny. It's funny. It is funny when like, holy fuck, you just did what? And I'm like, no, no, it's not impressive. I've done quicker before. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've done it. <laughs> like, no, I'm not I'm not I'm not fit, quote unquote. And you're just like, ah, dude, calm the fuck down. You're all right. Yeah. Like yeah. you're in you're in everyone's working out. Yeah, it's yeah. but like CrossFit is um is something that we need to put water back in the cup right yeah. so then we can pour into our buckets into all the avenues we need those activities to put put water back in and that that endorphin rush and that like lying on the floor looking up at the ceiling thinking what the fuck just happened like it's a special feeling so good. yeah it's a special feeling it's, it is pretty special so funny so funny to think about but it is pretty special that like feeling of achievement is pretty um yep. Pretty nice. Pretty mint. Yeah. Sound. But I don't. Pretty mint. Yeah. Sound. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I don't think I'd be able to do it 
if I wouldn't have the people around, you know? Like, yeah. I do enjoy my space and being able to just grind. But then I think I'd lose myself. It's the people. Yeah. It's the people yeah. that you walk in for and they keep you coming back, right? Yeah, 100%. I remember when I started training by myself and I just – I remember being upset constantly because I was so used to – like, I would train with Megan Gifford for – for four years just us two every single day and then like weekends would be with the team so we'll be so and at East Tamaki they have like kind of like our EPP on Saturday mornings they have like a group of competitors and we get together and you train so you have like fun joking banter and whatnot so I was always surrounded by people so when I had to adapt to being by myself and also being in a different gym and how different gyms work because they're all so different too as well and thinking how lucky yeah, I was, sure. like, East Tamaki, they're all so, so different. So I mean, different. It's just weird. I am very grateful for what I've learnt being around the people at East Tamaki um, and being in that space. I think it's more the people than anything else. But, like, trying to adapt, being on my own and training on my own was different, was mm. was, was hard. It was hard. Mm. But we got there, but it was hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I've got some quick fire questions here. Cool, cool. I have like moved up to my bedroom at the moment and I've yeah. got to get onto the other charger here. I, oh, that's all right. Um, it's all right. Cool. Quick so, five. Are these like, hey, tell me. Ten, ten of them. Quick of them. Uh, favorite meal? Lollies. Lollies? <laughs> you said quick. Well, I'm a like sugar girl. Harry Bow. No, I, no. I, I, it's the worst brand Ever, oh, sorry, but they are no. Okay, if I was to choose a what? meal or if I was to choose a food, I would say saganaki, so like hot halloumi cheese. Oh, yeah. wow, very nice, squeaky cheese. Um, favorite movement or exercise, and your favorite workout? Too oh, that's so hard. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a ring muscle up, and oh, nice. I like Nate. Oh, Nate, that's yeah. that's a. Did, were you the one? Were you there when you did regional, Nate? Nah, nah. That was oh, the year, but that was the year I was at a team. So gutted, I didn't get to do that. That was like, so tough, man. But it looked so cool. I remember doing. Uh, this was fucking years ago, maybe like four years ago. I remember doing like a combination of Cindy and Nate, like it was back to back. Oh. And I just remember it being one of the funnest workouts to do because like nothing's going to stop you. Yeah, and you yeah. can just sort of plug away through it, and that oh yeah, that was it's quite fun, but also extremely painful on the hands. What about least yeah. favorite? What don't you like? Oh, I don't like to say it, but I don't like snatches, heavy snatches, heavy squat oh, snatches. I'm just not feeling. good at them. That's all. I'm. I like to say that I'm challenged by them, <gasps> but like they're just one movement that I just can't seem to get. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, but they're beautiful and they're so good to watch people when they can do them amazing and they're so good when they feel good. But um, I just have like this complicated relationship with them. Complicated <laughs> relationship, fair enough. Complicated relationship with a snatch. Moving on. Uh, are you a morning or a night person? Oh, that's a good question. Depends on what I'm doing. I'm gonna go with a. Oh, I train at night time, but I, but I get up early in the morning. Uh, okay, this is not quick fire. 
I'm going to go with Morning. Morning. Yeah. Uh, favorite movie? Ooh. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Nice. <laughs> favorite book? Ooh. Mine's it. Oh, Carol Dweck. What, yeah. a, what a book. Yeah, it's a great um, book. It was Kelsey that yeah. introduced me to that book. It was a great, great, powerful book. He's a great dude. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm going to knock on his door to get on here and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not so distant future. Um, three things you'd say to a young lifter or someone that would want to walk into the shutters of a CrossFit gym but aren't confident enough. Um, it's just so three pieces of advice. Three pieces of advice. Fitness. It's just fitness. Um, probably. What say? Be kind to yourself. Because I think that a young person put a lot, a lot of pressure on themselves. And be patient. Mm. Just fitness. Kind of yourself and be patient. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. So, in comp or in training, it doesn't really matter. Are you a cool and collective athlete or are you a hype the fuck up and let's start going? Oh, man, I'm a cool and collective athlete. Uh. I just like... I will make jokes until the very, very start. And then I'll be like, oh, shit, i got to start. Yeah. So I am very cool. <laughs> I never used to be. No. I never used to be. It was the people that are around me that were like, okay, okay. Like yeah. certain people fire me up, but very, very few, very few. Yeah. Uh, what's your go-to, like, fire, like, fire you up song? What do you like? Oh, do you know what I love to train to? Actually, Fleetwood Mac is my jam. Wow. <laughs> Depends on what it is, though. Like, I, I went through my whole regionals prep just listening to Fleetwood Mac all the time. Keeps me chill, mellow, and it's like a good time. Random. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, whatever gets you going, you know? <laughs> um, do you have, like, an anchor or a morning routine that you stick to every day that gets you set? Well, it's a bit different when I'm coaching classes, but I like to make sure that I get up, I make the bed. I do like my, at the moment, I'm doing like 21 days of gratefulness, which is like a bit of a 21-day challenge of doing like same three things I'm grateful for. One thing I love about myself and then one positive thing about the day before and then to message somebody to tell them how incredible I think they are. So that's a part of my morning routine at the moment. Um, and then peppermint tea, smoothie, and then coffee. That will wow. get me through to like my first meal, which will be at like 10. That's awesome. That's awesome. I really like the one where you message other people. Yeah, it's, it's nice to give back to other people. It's not like doing it. I guess it is a little bit selfish in a way you do it so you feel good about doing something for someone else. But it's just, I think it's a really nice thing for people to wake up and the, then they see this amazing message about themselves. Like it's got nothing to do with how our relationship is. It's like about mm. them as people. So, And you don't know what people are going through. So it just might help. 110%. You never do. You yeah. never do. Um, and it's the whole thing of like do unto others, right? As you yeah. want done unto yourself. Yeah. Um, okay, last one. If you describe yourself in five words. Oh, shit. This is so hard. <laughs> These are not put by a question. Okay. Deep question. I would say I'm genuine. I would say I'm kind. I'd say I'm generous, understanding, 
and silly. Silly. Nice. Nice. I take life lighthearted. I've been through that stage where you take life way too seriously and I'm just I'm like there's certain things that I'm passionate about, but I just um I just I like to look at things lighthearted to a degree. I mean you gotta have fun, right? You do, you do. Or else it's like yeah, hundred percent. If you don't enjoy it, then why do it? Why do it? Too. Yeah. Um, all right, last thing. Um, if people wanted to uh, to find you because you're a kind of cool individual, where would you send them? Um, only to my Instagram account, which is Gemma Root. Yeah, real creative. Gemma Root um, on Instagram, or you'll just find me on Facebook as also Gemma Root. <laughs> I thought you said as awesome. <laughs> I was like, no. just type in awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I just no. pop up. No, I think uh, like no. my Instagram um, photo was like a photo from regionals one year. Yeah. It's so funny. It was from the workout. It was when I was sponsored by Fit Aid. And I was from the, and I'm wearing a Fit Aid singlet. And in this workout, it was like 21.59 of dumbbell snatches at like 30 kgs for girls and um, ring dips. And wow. it was the year that like, I don't know if you remember, but it was the year all that a lot does. of guys, yeah, yeah, all the pec tears. Pec tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. And I remember in my last set of um, snatches, I remember tr- doing this workout in training and I didn't do very well at all because I wasn't very good at ring dips. Still pretty average at them. But because of the standard at the time where they've got the band that's just above that connects the two together, people couldn't do the whole just hinge your hips back and then just, you know, do this up-down business. You had to actually dip and then try and extend and get your back right up. So it threw a lot of people off. But I remember doing my last set of um, nine dumbbells and I was so delirious in the workout that I picked the dumbbell up with both hands. The coach was like, um... (laughs) Oh, the judge was like, and the coach looked at me and goes, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, shit, put it down. I've done so many stupid stuff like that before. But that picture on my Instagram profile is of that moment or just before oh, that moment when I picked it up. Fucking with two brilliant. Hands. Delirious. I still, I still remember what was the Chester bar and the thruster, the 33, the 20, whatever it was. Was it like 2018, I think it was, in the open? Oh, Yes. Yes, that's the, that's the last time I competed because I was injured and then I was moving here and I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I, <laughs> I still remember doing the first round and I didn't know where I was. Judging the four rights. I was just continuously doing chest bar and my judge was like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> You're done. Like, no rep. <laughs> Go on the bar. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and just, like, stomp everywhere. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I was, like, ju- I was uh, judging all evening. Like, yeah. the atmosphere was fucking electric for the Friday night. And I was, like, I was, like, so hyped up. But I'd been hyped up all day. Yeah. <laughs> and then, basically, the crowd came into, like, the floor. Because yeah. obviously you only needed a bar and a barbell to, yeah. to work out. So the whole like sort of crowd came forward. All the lights were like massive. We had a DJ that was going mental. It was hot. I was dehydrated <laughs> and I was like, I was like so fucking ready. I was like, let's, let's do this, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first round and I'm fucked oh, up. Oh, shit. 
I love hearing those times. Like, I really do love hearing the times of when people just, like, shit the bed on the workout, but you're just, like, don't know. You put so much yeah. into it, and it's just, at the end of the day, like I said, it's just fitness. And we get so <laughs> we get so into it that it's like, oh, this is everything. This is my life, la, la, la. But um, it's just funny. Just, just fast exercise. It's just adult pain. Adult That's pain. all it is. <laughs> well, I just gotta have a good time, do it yeah. with people, and yeah. then just put everything on the floor, and then just wipe, walk away. Easy. And then grab a beer. Yeah, mates. <laughs> I still haven't. You know, it's the only. It's funny. It's only this year that I've become comfortable with um, having a drink and enjoying it because I've always been like, if I have a drink, then it's gonna jeopardize my training. Oh, so wow. long, and it hasn't come until like lockdown where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this and it'd be all right. And it's okay. So, so long. And I'm like, man, I missed out. <laughs> what did you drink at choice? Oh, I do like a good rosé at the moment. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Vimso. Yeah. Pardon? Is he Vimso? <laughs> it is. Busy pink, nice. yeah. pink stuff. Yeah. Busy pink stuff. Yeah. Sweet stuff. I like it. All right, I know you're a busy lady, so I won't keep you um, any longer. I really appreciate it. Gemma Root, any any numbers or any of that? No, weird just Gemma Root. Uh, oh. No, it's just Gemma Root. I'm that creative. Nice. I mean, type in awesome into Facebook. And you'll <laughs> <pop>. <laughs> uh, appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having me, Alex. All right, on. Down. I will see you later on. Peace. Peace.